Yo, what's up, guys? This is Dave with Dynasty Dorks. We're a year-round fantasy football podcast, and we do dynasty and redraft content. Thanks for the follow. Good luck this season. What is going on, boys? We got week one football. It's ready to go. Um, hashtag DDFF. So if you haven't seen that, um, we're trying to get the hashtag going. It's Dynasty Dorks Fantasy Football. And we just want to welcome the Dynasty Dorks family to the podcast. Justin and Ralph are two of the co-hosts that have agreed to do this season with me. We'll start with you, Justin. Where can we follow you? And what do you got going on? Sorry, I lost you for a second, Dave. Um, <laughs> well, no, apologies. you're good. You're good, man. Where can we follow you? And what do you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. When I'm not over here with the DDFF family, I'm over at We Know Fantasy. Plenty of stuff going on. We'll have some weekly articles coming out, some weekly pods. Uh, look for us on Sundays. We're looking to get a live show going on at 11 o'clock. So um, I've just been looking forward to this show for probably two weeks, three weeks. So I'm just ready to go after it. Now, I appreciate you being on and answering the call, man. And, and Ralph, welcome to the show. I am ready, dude. I, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, super excited. Lobo's FF Den, for those of you guys that don't know me. Uh, Justin, your line, dude. It's been months, bro. We've been waiting for <laughs> months. Um, so super excited. As, you know, as, as soon as Dave reached out to us, I, I said there's no group of people who I'd rather be with than, than these guys right here. So um, you guys can find me over at FF Faceoff and Dynasty Pros. Um, I, I actually today just launched my, my weekly alphas uh, that I will be sending out every week for the rest of the season. Partnered up with Carbon Fox, amazing graphic designer out there. Um, you guys can follow me on my Twitter through that. I'll be writing some, some weekly articles with FF Faceoff and uh, super pumped to be here, man, and, and super excited to be part of this family. So let's, let's kick some butt, dude. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, we got two other guys, Nate and, and Pope. I know you guys know them. So make sure you give everybody a follow. Um, just asked everybody to come on and do rotation. It's super pumping. Everybody accepted to come on, and we're gonna do big things this uh, this this off season or this whole season. Um, in regards to the setup, we're gonna do Tuesdays and and Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Try to keep it consistent for everybody. Tuesdays, we're gonna try to make sure we're covering your recaps. We're trying to talk about waiver wires and get everything ready, you know, before you submit your waivers for Wednesday morning and Friday. We will be touching on the starts and sets as well as the injury news. So on the Tuesday show, we obviously got to talk about the Thursday night game. So tonight we are going to do that. But first, we want to talk about the news. And before we talk about the news, we'll talk about our sponsor, which is Manscaped. It's the number one below the belt men's grooming in the world. If you use Dynasty Dorks, capital D-Y, capital Dynasty Dorks, one word. It's going to be, it's Dynasty Dirks 20. You can get 20% off plus free shipping off all products. So right now they have a lot of different promos going on. We can get different deals for different packages, get two free gifts. So go check out their website, manscaped.com. 
Let's get into the news. We had a lot of running back news. So obviously, big news, Justice Hill out. I don't necessarily know if he was projected to be a big player as far as the uh, top two running back positions in, in Baltimore. But now that he's out, they just they just picked up Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad today. What are your guys' thoughts about Le'Veon Bell? Who does it affect the most? And uh, we'll start with you, Justin. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's, it's the same thing with CEH last year. The one thing I think Le'Veon's going to do is frustrate a lot of fantasy owners. I've got Gus Edwards where I grabbed him late in drafts, and it worked out because of an injury to, to, to uh, J.K. Dobbins. But here we are bringing Le'Veon in. I just think he's going to be that frustrating person that's going to eat up on your shares of Gus, Gus Edwards. I think that's all he does. Not, not a whole lot of fantasy value. Ralph? I would agree with you. I we we're going to probably see him in those in those fourth down. I'm sorry, fourth quarter, just dump off passes if they're down by a lot. Just some of those garbage time points are going to be going to him, and, and and I think that's what essentially what he was doing in Kansas for a while. So, I it's going to be frustrating. I I don't think it impacts Gus Edwards too much, to be honest. I I, I have Gus Edwards just really. I, I moved him up to I I, I want to say RB twenty one, and I, I don't see him taking too much of a hit. Um, just because of his ground upside and, and the way that Baltimore has over the past five years ran the ball. So not, not, not too much of a hit there. I think if anything, it helps Lamar's value a little bit. Those, those dump off passes, five, six yard dump off passes every now and then that could be the trick. So, yeah. And, and what are your thoughts about Tyson and how this does for him? Because he was a real big winner this preseason, not only with Dobbins going down with justice Hill going down, he has worked his butt off and he's got to the very much like Gus Edwards, got himself up the depth chart. And he was a little bit of a waiver wire darling last week. And, and if you drafted last weekend, you might have picked him up in the end of your draft. And then you see Le'Veon Bell sign. If you were someone that you picked him up in the 12th, 13th round, obviously it's not a huge investment, but what are you feeling like when you see the Bell signing after him? You want to go, Justin? I apologize, fellas. My connection's going haywire right now. Ralph, you want to take this? Yeah, yeah, no, no, you're fine. I'll take it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, what was he in the draft? I, I, I'm curious. Was he was he an undrafted free agent? I believe so. I can check the draft capital, but yeah, he's he's on the uh, James Robinson track, and I know James Robinson is not going to happen ever again. But people would love that. So, I mean, just just the undrafted. We don't really see that often. Uh, just that success. I mean, Arian Foster and James Robinson, two two key guys. But I mean, they went into that lead back role. We don't we don't see him going into that. We've got Gus Edwards now, Le'Veon Bell. A lot of Baltimore's in a win now mode. They're in that win now window, and and, and I don't think they'll they'll lean on him too much. Unfortunately, now yeah, he was undrafted last year, not not undrafted this year, undrafted last year. Oh, last so, yep. year. Yeah. Another piece yeah. of news: Duke Johnson signed with the Jaguars. Uh, obviously, you know, if they do run more of the, um, you know, the spread offense, they're going to run a lot of three and four receiver sets. You know, if you're, you're looking for an offense to compare a spread offense is what the bills do, what the Cardinals do. So they're running a lot of three receiver, a lot of four receiver sets, not a lot of two tight ends, sometimes no tight ends. Jaguars will do the similar stuff. Duke Johnson will fit into that role where sometimes he'll be split out. Sometimes he'll, you know, have catches out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Not that he's going to go out there and be, you know, um, you know, the next uh, James White or anything, but 
does this worry you a little bit about James Robinson or do anything to LaVisca or anybody on that offense? Um, I think, you know, I think the signing of Duke Johnson actually is kind of interesting in the Jaguars and deep leagues in the sense that they were trying to draw, draw up this offense to have some kind of, of, of a um, opportunity for Travis Etienne. And I see Duke Johnson playing a little bit of that role. It's not going to be a huge deal. Um, what I will say is Duke Johnson will get a, a fair share of those third down plays because if you look over the course of his career, he has been pretty good in pass pro and you got a rookie quarterback in Jacksonville. You're trying to keep up right. Yeah, this is the uh, Hugh Jackson backfield. We have the the Browns backfield of 2018 resurgent in Jacksonville with Carlos Hyde and um, – Duke Johnson, James Robinson is the starter. Um, so Mark Andrews got paid. What does that tell you about his uh, what his uh, dynasty value, Ralph? He is going to be a huge part, as if he wasn't already. He's going to be a huge part of that offense. I mean, it just goes to believe how much they they trust him, him and just making sure that he is going to be – he might come back to that 2019 Mark Andrews season. I mean, I think last year – Baltimore was kind of for a while there, kind of just lost in their in their identity and what they wanted to do for a little bit. And I think this year they go back to those to that tight end. I mean, Nick Boyle, what was it? He tore his ACL last year, and yeah. I, I think people don't understand how much of an impact that had on on that offense. Um, on the run game, he's one of the best blocking backs, or I'm sorry, blocking tight ends in the league. Um, and, and it just it really threw their offense off. So Nick Boyle's back, and then they just they just paid him big. Mark Andrews in for a good year. I, I, I've been trying to get him everywhere I can before they signed him. So it was just like a cherry on top. Yeah, there was a little bit of a buy window there, but with Rashad Bateman missing time and, you know, people mixed up, he's he's in for a big year. And then the last bit of news before we get into it, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray refused to take a pay cut. He looked like he was destined for Baltimore. And then Le'Veon Bell signs. Where do we think Le'Ve- – yeah, where do you think Latavius Murray would go? What would be the your top two fantasy – uh, landing spots for Latavius Murray, Justin. I mean, honestly, this is a homer thing, but I think Los Angeles is a solid spot there. I mean, Larry Roundtree is a rookie, so you don't really know what you're going to get out of him. Joshua Kelly has just been kind of a disappointment as a fourth-round pick last year. So get somebody like Latavius that's got some experience to back up Eckler, and I think that's a great move. Love it. Yeah, I think that's, that is my number one place for him to go. Um, I mean, I, I think him in that offense would be would be great. Um, now another piece is going through and understanding on, on the NFC side, I think the one team that could potentially go through with it. And I mean, just based on how they're running the ball is I, I I like the giants. I, I think he's, he runs very similar to Saquon. He can catch the ball and run the ball. If they need someone to back Saquon up, I mean, I think they're very, very similar. So I, I was thinking about it today and I think that'd be a really interesting place for him to go. He's yeah, a better no. backup than, than Devontae Booker, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's even, you know, worse when you get after Devonta Booker, you know, you're looking at, you know, so they, they need some depth. I think I think my Giants would be a, a fantastic spot. I think Jeremy's Buffalo Bills would be an interesting yeah. spot. Um, they have Zach Moss, who doesn't, you know, isn't always healthy. I think he's still, he might be currently questionable right now. Then Devin Singletary's, you know, he's a small, small guy. I know they don't run the ball or put a, Huge focus on the running game there, but he would be interesting. And then let's not forget that the the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons comes from the New Orleans tree. He's very familiar with them. So is your offensive coordinator in Los Angeles. So the connections right there, 
um, to see him go to the Chargers or to see him go to Atlanta. Um, there's some tea leaves there that you could see. And and they just signed Wayne Gallman, which I am I think Wayne Gallman is he's not a starting running back, but I think he's a solid backup. Yep. Um, so I don't know what they'll do there if they'll they'll go after him. But those that's a few teams that I liked. Um, so let's let's pull up the matchups. And obviously we're gonna start off and we will break down the Thursday night game. So the Thursday night game, we're just gonna go with a start and sit. And let's let's start off right off the bat with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak, My boys. Dak Prescott, start or sit, Justin. I think you gotta start Dak. If you got him, you're starting him. Yeah, Ralph, I think we know what your answer is. You're starting him. <laughs> yeah, and my answer is also you start Dak Prescott, even if he's playing against Tampa Bay, even if he's coming off of a major injury and a shoulder injury, you still play him or you probably will regret it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I think we could all say start. Yep. Temper, expe- temper expectations, but yes, it's definitely a start. Amari well, Cooper and C. Oh, good. I was going to say, do you on Zeke? Only thing I'll say is last year, I was doing some research earlier today, Tampa Bay allowed the highest receptions to running backs last year in the league. What does that mean for Zeke? What does that mean for that pass rush? Zeke could see seven to eight receptions on Thursday night. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. And then you have the pass catchers. Are you doing it? Michael Gallup, is he someone that you're flexing? I got to see him first. The over-under is 51.5, one of the highest in – it's one of the highest in, in the on the slate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored by eight. Oh my gosh, that changed since earlier last week. Yeah, that changed. It also changed the over under. The over and under used to be fifty three. Now it's fifty one and a half. Following Zach Martin being out. Being out. Now, I, oof, I would take that. I don't think the boys lose by that much. I mean, I I have Tampa Bay winning. I'm a boys fan, but I can acknowledge what is going to happen, and I think Brady just eats him alive. But I, I don't think they lose by eight. No way. I, I teased it down to minus one to the Bucks, so <laughs> I played yeah. the spread odds there. Yeah. So, um, so Michael Gallup's is set. Obviously, we're going to start Cooper. We're going to start CD Lamb. What are we doing with the tight ends for for Dallas? They're not on my radar right now. I just don't know who, who it's going to be, Schultz or Jarwin. You know, Jarwin Projected, off the injury. The depth chart says Schultz is the starter. Jarwin is the backup. Schultz has always been the starter in Dallas because of the way they use those tight ends. Schultz is is primarily in there for before Jarwin went down. He's always been their blocking tight end. He's a phenomenal blocking tight end. So, yes, he, he did really good last year, but Jarwin is actually on my alphas of the week this week. Because of those dump offs that they're going to be doing, because of the way that Dallas's offense is going to have to adjust to Zach Martin being out, Blake Jarwin is one of my alphas this week. Do you think they keep the tight ends in to block more because of the way the offensive line is shaped up right now with Martin and Lyle Collins coming off a little bit of injury? Absolutely. And they'll use Schultz for that, not Jarwin. No, I like that. I like that call a lot. Um, you know, some people really banked on Adam Troutman and Irv Smith, and they were yeah. like, well, just get both of them so you're good to go. Wow. That didn't necessarily work out. So um, Tampa Bay, obviously you start Brady. What about Rojo or Fournette? Which one for, first, Justin, do you have – which one do you have as the top guy, and are you starting either of them? 
Rojo is my top guy in my rankings, and I would probably run him out there um, because I think there is going to be some scoring opportunities in this game, and he'll get the ball on the goal line. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm off for net right now. And then obviously the the pass catchers, you're going to start Evans, you're going to start Godwin, who Godwin was limited in practice today with a quad. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown apparently is playing like he did five years ago. Are you starting Antonio Brown? Oh, I'm smashing Brown everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, everywhere. So is that in your redraft lineups? Is that your DFS lineups? Can you, you know? Oh, uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. So DFS, I haven't really looked at for the Thursday night game. Um, redraft for sure. Yeah. Okay. In redraft, I think he's a solid flex play. I, I mean, again, that Dallas defense last year was absolutely atrocious. Almost 400, 400 yards in total that they were allowing to other teams. And I just, they didn't get that much better. So Brown is, is an absolute smash in the flex. What are we doing with the tight ends in, in Tampa? Are you playing any of them? And if who, who? I mean, if anything, out of the two tight ends throughout the year, I'm playing Gronk. If, if I have to play one, um, I don't feel very comfortable just because there's three big wide receivers that are just going to be ball hogs. And yeah. not to mention that, you know, Rojo can also catch. I mean, it's, I just don't Danny? see it happening. Danny? Yeah, they got Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> I, I want to see if Giovanni Bernard is their two minute back. And Gio. <laughs> I want to see. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I just, I, I was, the question really is, is, is Gronk worth streaming this week? Cause he's playing the Cowboys. I just, I, I'm not, I don't have the balls to do it week one. The Capital Ones. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it week one just because I will say if, if Dallas improved anything, it's that linebacker position. They said, screw the secondary and, and all these other pieces, but they're, they're linebackers, Booth Parsons with Jabril Cox that they got from LSU. That guy is amazing. He's, he's ridiculously fast. Um, with everyone that they got, I don't see tight ends benefiting, but again, wide receivers are, are just going to eat all day. It'll be so, interesting to see if they put uh, – I'm, I'm very interested to see how Michael Parsons and if they put him over in the slot any because he love his athleticism. Like, yeah. does he help on those slot – on the slot receivers? And then well. as, far, as far as the defenses, are you starting either of those defenses in, in pro- the second highest over under of the week? I'm not touching Dallas' defense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even think I touched Tampa Bay's for in the first week. I mean, Thursday night games, first game of the year, like against Dallas. NFL is praying for points in this thing, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I think Tampa Bay. If you if you have Tampa Bay in your roster, you probably have to play them. But it's not the best spot. Everybody, if you know, if you don't have to have a kicker and a defense on your roster. All I do is I play the game where I don't draft the kicker, don't draft the defense. I get somebody like uh, Rashad Bateman, slot him in my IR spot, and then I'll pick up my kicker and defense on Sunday morning. Um, you can do that with anybody. So, like, if you just want to drop your kicker or defense because you don't really like their matchup, go grab somebody. Somebody's going to be, you know, whether they're, you know, if, if you have an IR spot, of course. You can slide somebody to IR on Sunday morning and just don't forget to do that is the only thing about it. Um, we're not going to go through all the games today. Friday's show is really going to be about that. 
Um, this is really the waiver wire show, and there really isn't a lot of waiver wire guys to talk about because we haven't started yet, and there was no preseason last week. But if there was one guy that you would say you need to go at least check it out before you go and you know just go to sleep tonight without claiming a waiver, is there one guy out there that you think that people should at least check on? Ralph will go with you first. I mean, we talked about it earlier, and, and I, I'm going to steal it from you, but, I mean, I really do think Tony Jones is is going to be a big, big pickup. Um, I mean, we saw Latavius Murray get some decent usage every single year they had him. We know Peyton likes to run two running back formations a lot, and Jones looked phenomenal in the preseason. Now, yes, it's preseason. He's going against second and third stringers, but nonetheless, he looked Phenomenal. And I mean, phenomenal enough for them to let go of Latavius Murray. So, I mean, if you have Kamara, you absolutely should have Jones as well. And then even if you don't have Kamara, you should be aiming to get him as, as a decent guy. Cause if Kamara were to miss time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Justin, sorry if I let him steal your thunder. Who, who do you got? So I don't I'm sorry if you I timed out for a second. Um, the guy that I'm smashing this week and I already talked in our group about it a little bit. And this is like a one week waiver claim. So you're probably going to drop him after this week. But Sammy Watkins, week <laughs> one, I'm telling you, I'm, I like it's all of it's lining up to where it's going to be bad. But Sammy Watkins is a week one superstar and he's got a great matchup this week against the Las Vegas Raiders and Bateman's out. So it's him and Marquise Brown. I'm I'm probably rolling the dice with that upside and hoping for a Sammy Watkins three touchdown game, and then drop. Wow. <laughs> I, I like I like that call as well. Um, I'm gonna go with a, a deep one, a rookie. Um, if Kylan Hill gets on the field and gets any type of touches, we are going to be excited about that guy. And he showed it off a little bit in the preseason, and he's you know he's still going undrafted in some of your leagues. And it, you just if you see him, you're going to see a clear difference in the speed between him and A.J. Dillon. They're just different players, and it doesn't mean you know, he's better or worse than A.J. Dillon. They're just different players. And if Aaron Jones were to go down, Kylan Hill would – he would feast. Mm-hmm. And and I, I definitely uh, – I think he's someone that if people see – but I'll throw, I'll throw one out there for tight end because people are always going to be hungry for tight ends. I want to see what the tight end situation for the New York Jets looks like. And Tyler Croft, they were scheming it up for him and having a little bit of fun in the preseason. He could be someone that could end up being a streaming option. Um, you know, Tyler Croft, is he's left for dead on the waiver wires. Tony Jones was the obvious one for sure. Um, and then obviously, you know, Le'Veon Bell, if you have Gus Edwards, go scoop up Le'Veon Bell. Um, it's not going to be a – Something I'm super excited about, but you might be able to go check them out. Um, and then let's, you know, fast forward, you know, fast forward a week, right? So we already talked about Sammy Watkins possibly blowing up. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to next week. Who are we going to be sitting here talking about on Tuesday as the number one waiver wire pickup? We'll start out with quarterbacks. We're going to assume we're not playing in super flex leagues. Just one quarterback. Which quarterback is everyone going to be going? I need to go put in a waiver claim and get this guy. 
Jameis, if, if, if he's out there, Jameis, I think he's coming in around like 84. I mean, sorry, 84, 24 in quarterback ADP. The last time I checked fantasy pros. So he may be sitting out there. Sean Payton is an offensive genius. Yeah, he is. He is. I will say, I mean, he shouldn't be on the waiver wire because he's going to be a, he should be starting week one. But after week one, and Andy Dalton has an atrocious week one, Justin Fields better be rostered 100% of the leagues because Matt Matt Nagy is on the hot seat, and that seat is going to be burning up when they get their butts whooped week one. And there is going to be no doubt about it that Justin Fields starts week two. So I would say Justin Fields. I love that one, and I did my 15 players. I can't – you know, I, I – I can't leave my draft without and Justin Fields and Trey Lance were on there. I mean, this you you're looking at they're being drafted, you know, outside the top 100 and even if they don't start till week 6 or 7, if you are getting you're having to play against those guys in the postseason, you're going to regret it. Yeah. So, um if you if they're and if they're not for some reason not rostered, go pick them up now, but you will definitely be regretting it whenever Matt Nagy comes out on Wednesday morning after waiver wires cleared and said, and no longer Andy Dalton is the QB one. Um, Lance has a smash playoff schedule, by the way. I just put put that in there. So if he is out there and use a waiver claim, like it is a smash schedule. Yep. Nice. Good call. Good call. So I'm going to stick with the rookies. And I I don't know why I'm sounding like a Jets fan right now, but Zach Wilson (laughs) – uh, this is for Steve. Um, Zach Wilson has looked really good in the preseason. He's probably been if close to or or the most impressive. And people just don't really want to give him the love because it's the Jets. Yeah. But they got Carolina week one. That's a pretty good matchup. If he goes out and, th- and throws down, even if Jameson Crowder's out, Elijah Moore is going to step right in. I'm fine. Jameson Crowder's in there. We're good. The defense is not going to be great. That's, I think that could be a low-key, high-scoring game. And people are going to be excited about Zach Wilson. They're going to be excited about him, and, and I'm already excited about him because I was able to scoop him up in my like like 10th or 11th pick with my Superflex leagues because he's a Jet. Um, but I think he's going to be a guy. Let's go to running backs. What's one running back that you think people are going to be interested in this time next week, uh, you know, not assuming, we'll just assume no major injuries happen because we don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go James I- White. I was thinking James White. Nice Ooh. pick. Yeah, I just think, I think with Mac Jones in there, he's going to look to check down a lot. They're going to protect him. James White is just a you know solid veteran that's done that for all of his career there. So um, I think he's one that slid under the radar that may be out there to pick up. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say a handcuff. And just because I do believe that he's going to be a part of, of this team. And I believe, as you guys know, and if anyone follows me, I'm a huge Gibson guy this year. Now, if if Gibson were not in the field for whatever reason, I believe Jefferson actually plays. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Patterson plays a really big piece of that offense. He looked great in preseason. Uh, McKissick, obviously, he's their passing down back, but I mean, 
he looked really, really good. And after week one, we'll probably see him catch a couple, a couple catches, eight to ten, maybe six to eight points PPR. But he's going to be on the radar. And I think if if you're a Gibson guy, you should have him on the bench just in case, in case that toe flares up, anything happens. But um, I really like Patterson. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that call. I'm going to go with Seattle backfield. So Penny may or may not be owned and rostered. Sorry, I do want to correct myself, rostered. Um, But Alex Collins may not. And if Alex Alex Collins or DJ Dallas is the clear number two, everybody knows Chris Carson's injury history. Everybody's going to be preparing for it, and they're going to just scoop up whoever that guy is. They typically will sh- they'll show their hand, and they'll they typically do ride whoever is the running back, and just Chris Carson just doesn't seem to be able to you know put it together for you know full season. He's got a really tough running style, and for me, Penny would be my top choice. I think he can do something this year, but I do think he's probably the least likely to be rostered. But some of your leagues, if you only have six bench spots and your redraft leagues aren't like your dynasty, yeah. dynasty leagues where you have a whole bunch of – so Rashad Penny would be the guy. Um, but if not, if Alex Collins or DJ Dallas trots out there as the number two, that's going to be that's gonna be the guy. Uh, all right, so let's go with receivers. Let's let's, let's get a receiver. We're going to be talking about week two. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I'll go <laughs> Sammy Watkins for sure. But then I'll go I'll go a little deeper with one um, because it's, I'm unsure of what Paris Campbell may do, and I'm not a huge believer in Pittman. So Zach Pascal may be one to look at after this week. Um, just somebody that comes in and does a little bit in that Colts offense, and if. Wentz locks in on someone. You know he likes to stay there. I like that. I like that. Ralph? I think we'll be – I'm going to go rookie, and Justin, you're going to love this one. Um, I believe we'll be talking about Josh Palmer week two. I I love him in that offense. I think Herbert's going to sling it all year. And I, I, I one of my bold takes this year is that he's going to outproduce Mike Williams. Um the coaching staff absolutely loves the guy. He's very comparable to Keenan Allen. Him and Keenan Allen have been working together all off season. I I, I see a world where he completely takes over, and at that point in time, um, Mike Williams is free agent next year, so they're not going to invest too much in him. So I, I I believe Josh Palmer takes over that water shaper too before we know it. But we'll be talking about him after week one. I like it. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna this one right here is for all of the Brian Edwards. Believers out there, um, Brian Edwards. They they cut John Brown. That that they're really they're focusing on rugs. They're focusing on 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 Brian Edwards. Focusing on Darren Waller and the running game. I want to see what Edwards does. Um, you know, i have definitely not been the, the the biggest Brian Edwards fan, but I do like his profile and I do believe in his athleticism. And the fact that he's right there, and there's that you know there's that little amount of, of competition. Let's go. So, would you roster Lance in an eight-team shallow league if it means making a stack with Ayuk and Kittle? Yes, I would. I would do it in any league. Um, I think that you need to get Lance, if not Fields, on any roster. But if you can get the stack, yeah. and you know, we already alluded to the this playoff schedule. 
100% try to do that. You know, trade someone that it doesn't have a lot. Like in 18 league, everyone's going to have stacked teams. So um, in those leagues, I would always recommend doing a two quarterback format or even a three quarterback format to make things a little spicy. But in this, everyone's going to have a, a ton of quarterbacks and depth. So quarterbacks aren't going to have a ton of value. But if you look and see that you got, you know, two receivers or three, you know, two running backs that, that he might be able to give and you can afford that, trade a receiver or a running back for Trey Lance because um, you're not going to be able to get a QB for a QB in this situation because they just don't have a lot of value in an 18 league unless it's super flex or three quarter, you know, two or three quarterbacks. Oh, the only thing I would say is if he means shallow as in shallow uh, bench depth, then I would not do this. Um, but if it is, if you were talking just shallow 18 league, then yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. How, how many bench spots? Are we talking about four bench spots? Are we talking about six or eight bench spots? Um, Trey Lance is someone he's got such big potential in a any you know six six bench spots or, or more. I'm I'm rostering him. Yeah, agreed. I agree. And and you could even like take like someone like Kirk Cousins where you know who he is. Take the upside and and get Lance if you have a starter already in place. Uh, you can put in like I'll, I'll take a little bit of a, a dip now to 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 get it later. Um. So did we get through all three receivers? Yep, we did. I got Brian Edwards. So let's go to tight ends before we wrap this thing up. Um, I, I'm going to go back to the Chargers here, and I think this is a guy that I talked about has a chance to do something in this offense, and that's Jared Cook. Um, I think he can definitely mirror what he did for for New Orleans and be the touchdown guy in this offense in the red zone. So Jared Cook would be somebody to look at. I like that one. I like that one. I actually, I got him with my last pick. Um, so real reality fantasy football will be coming out soon. Nice. Uh, I cannot let you guys know about my entire roster, but I will say that <laughs> I may or may not had to run back from the bathroom when I was on the clock uh, <laughs> and had to make a selection on the clock. Um, yeah, we were, we were boozing a little bit. Long day. But uh, but yeah, I think I think Cook uh, with Lombardi there, I think it'd be a very interesting interesting pick. Yep, I I'm going to go with my guy earlier, um, Jarwin. I think a lot of people are on the fence. A lot of people don't believe in him because Schultz did have a good year, and and uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of people who don't believe that he'll he'll play an impact. But I mean, just a year ago, the the guy got a forty million dollar contract. Um, he played behind Witten his entire career, one of the best tight ends to, I mean, to ever play the game. Um, and he got to learn from him for three years. So I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of surprise coming from Jarwin this season. And, and I think we'll be talking about him. So Juwan Johnson could That's be cool. a guy that is going out there. And we know that Jameis Winston loves some tight ends. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cannot lie. <laughs> he will he will target tight ends all day and unfortunately for new orleans they're all hurt or they've let them all go he's the only show in town he's he's got some athleticism to him and if he goes out and scores one or two touchdowns people are going to tie him with Jameis winston and they're going to be all over him even if he has one catch for one score and one yard they're still going to be all over it because tight ends are hard to find so mm -hmm. i'm going to go with that one as far as somebody that i, that I think 
um, could be someone we're talking about. And then I will throw another another one out there because we're always looking for the next post Adam Gase breakout star. <laughs> Chris Herndon is on the Minnesota Vikings. He's in that Irv Smith role. Do we think Chris Herndon is going to do anything on the Vikings? No, I'm done with Chris Herndon. I've tried to believe in him for so long. He couldn't pick up the Jets playbook. He's not going to pick up the Vikings playbook. I got yeah. <laughs> do you have any belief in Tyler Conklin? I I believed more in Conklin than I do in Hernan. So, I mean, right. for what it's worth, I, I was a huge Irv Smith guy, and now I have to be a Conklin fan, I guess. But um, if it was up to me, then, yeah. He could play that Rudolph role, catch some touchdowns. Yeah, he very well could. He very well could. I, I, want, I want to see what happens with, with Indy. I want to see who emerges as the tight end there, if anyone – I know there's a lot of Kylan Granson talk. I know there's Mo Alley Cox there. Jack, you know, Jack Doyle's still there. Still, you know, I'm just get the, I guess my my hope is finally no longer that Zach Ertz is gonna go there and join up with Ertz. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see who emerges as the pass catchers in Indianapolis in general. Um, just because of what's going on there. T.Y. Hilton's out for at least three weeks. Yep. Paris Campbell, he looked really good week one last year. Paris Campbell is another guy that you could see um, pop up as a as a waiver wire darling to start yeah. the season off. So let's just talk about Friday real quick. So Friday is going to be the starts and sit show. So we are going to go through all the you know, all the matchups, go through our starts and sets. In regards to any lineup questions, start sit questions, we will answer them live on the show. All you need to do, do is go to DynastyDorks.com. There's a little submit your email section on the bottom. Just submit your email. I'll email you back. What's your question? Or you can just hit me up on Twitter. Ask, you know, put has, hashtag ask DFF or DDFF. And we will, you know, we'll answer your start sit question on Twitter or live on the show or both if we have time for both. All right, guys. Well, it's been a great show. I appreciate your time. Look forward to uh, Amazon showing up tomorrow with the <laughs> new gear from Viridian. And uh, I hope everyone has uh, has a great night and uh, good luck this week. Looking forward to the season, man.